Hey, welcome back to Brendan Fitness and Money. I'm Brendan, and this is the channel where we use the power of sweat and spreadsheets to smash our goals. Today, I'll share with you the story of my failed business, what I learned, and the takeaways that I got from it. So growing up, my parents actually owned their own business. We were in a family agricultural business together with my uncle and with my grandparents, and basically everyone worked together. We all lived on the property and ran our own business. And if anything, that taught me that I didn't want to own my own business. For me, it was, this is something I'm not interested in. I just didn't like the fact that you were on call all the time. You were always having to tend to things. You were the responsible party. There was no turning it off. There was no escape. My dream was always to go and drive to work, go in an office, work at a desk all day, drive home, and not work. Which sounds really odd. That's like the opposite of a lot of people but that was always my dream. Fast forward a number of decades later, I've graduated from college with a degree in construction management. And as part of this job, I'm building restaurants. So I'm out in the field, I'm a field superintendent, and I'm the accountable party for the progress of construction. So I'm the point man for one project at a time, basically. And after I've built a couple of these different restaurants for this particular national brand, which will go unnamed, I was talking to one of the store managers and she said, yeah, we had at my other store, these guys come in and they just like hung some pictures on the wall, but they charged us for like three hours of work, $150 an hour for two guys. It was insane. And I thought, geez, that is an incredible labor rate. Like I would totally do that for half the price, for a third of the price. I would, I'd be all over that. So she said, yeah, you should do it. So I basically started this process. This was really where the learning curve started, partially because it was a big national brand and they had a lot of red tape and a lot of paperwork and a lot of process. And part of that was their pay terms. Officially, the rule was that they became a net 120 paying company. So if you're unfamiliar with those terms like I was, I thought, okay, net 120, whatever that means. Turns out that means that after you perform whatever your work is, you submit your invoice, then they have 120 days to pay you. That is ridiculous. <laughs> if you have to spend money on material and supplies, if you're paying someone else, if you're paying contractors, think about the amount of cash you have to have on hand that you need to be continually spending to do your business and then wait 120 days later to get paid. But I kept going anyway. So again, I've never even really talked to people in depth about setting up a company. All of this was a learning curve, especially for the particulars of this company. There was just so much to, to learn and to go through. All of this took six months. Six months later, I'm done with the paperwork, the approvals, merchant services, my LLC, everything. I even bought business cards, old school. Finally, everything is set up. Finally, I can start doing work. So the people that I had talked to initially that were recommending me to start doing this, are also now the people that are managers, regional managers. You know, they're in control of this whole region where I live and they're telling their store managers, hey, you should talk to this guy to get stuff done. Obviously in a restaurant, a lot of stuff breaks, wears out, falls off the wall, some customer runs into it or breaks it, or just over time things kind of deteriorate. So there ends up being this sort of steady trickle of work coming in from different store managers. Great. I'll take some work. And so this all seemed like it was kind of falling into place finally. And I did some math to figure out what I would charge. Obviously that's a huge question for anyone looking to start a business, provide some kind of service, do anything like that. What do you charge? It seems like there's a huge variance in what you're allowed to charge. Like 
There are photographers that will charge a hundred bucks for a photo shoot. There are photographers that'll charge $10,000 for a photo shoot. It's like that with a lot of different things. I read online that people will charge upwards of $150 an hour to be a handyman. And I've done work in the past for people for like $20 an hour. I decided that my labor rate with travel and everything involved was gonna be about $49 an hour. That seemed like just tons of money to me. I'll make this extra money. Like I only will really do kind of one or two nights a week, but gosh, I can make an extra 100, 200, $300 a week. That would be incredible. You know, think of what we could do with that money. I, I mean, this is all new. I had no idea if that was normal or not, right or wrong, but they went with it. So like I said, the work starts flowing in and what the process was like was I would get a phone call or a text and it would say, hi, I'm so-and-so from this restaurant in this location. We have some work that we would like you to do. There and physically visiting the restaurant and I do a go after work, go to the home improvement store, get everything, drive to the restaurant and then work for two, three, four, five hours into the night. So it meant that I'm not here at home with my family. Having to make two or three or sometimes at worst case, four trips. It ended up taking so much time. I have never had so much respect for anyone in any field. If you are the business owner, you spend an extraordinary amount of time just organizing stuff, just, just keeping track. Like if you were the one and only person, just keeping track of, I drove here, I spent this money, I worked this long, I need to send them a bill, here's the receipt. Like just that part was hours a week, let alone the actual work, which was driving, doing the work, you know, kind of pitching yourself. There's an element of like sales, accounting, um, the actual craft itself. So there's just so many elements to this. Like you are the owner, you are the legal department, you are accounting, you are the actual talent itself. Like you are the boots on the ground, you're the hands doing the work, the billing department, the troubleshooting department, the customer service department, you are all of these all in one. And there's nobody else. Like maybe even if you have a few employees, it's still mostly you. And just the, the sheer amount of time and the bulk of time that this took to even do like a simple little thing, it was still a crazy amount of time, way too much time. So what ended up happening is my $49 an hour pay rate ended up being more like $5 an hour. At the end of the year, I get my taxes, get the statement back from the company saying we paid you this much. I reconcile all my records of everything. And granted, I didn't do like a ton of work. I probably did less than 10 jobs. I ended up making as taxable income $171. This whole process was just not fruitful. And granted, you might be sitting here going, Brendan, you just barely got started. You did this for less than a year. You barely got set up. How can you say that this was a failed venture when you just barely spent any time on it? And you're right. The fact is that to get good at something, you need years, not just months to practice it. You need a lot of time to commit to it and make sure that you're as efficient as you can get in it. And that can take a lot of time. So overall, my takeaways from this adventure were mostly you can figure out anything that you need to figure out. Like if you are driven and you really want to learn to start your own business in whatever industry that is, you just have to keep going. It's incredible what you can learn if you're motivated. You absolutely can learn what you need to learn to have a successful business and to do it. Now, executing it is another thing. That's what I learned too was efficiency is king. That's, that's kind of thing number two that I learned. 
efficiency is everything. It always makes more sense to be efficient or to hire people that are more efficient than you. And that's just a huge takeaway. I also just learned like general business stuff. Like this is what it takes to start a company of your own, you know, an LLC, the whole merchant services deal, the whole billing and invoice deal. Like all of that was just really eye-opening. If you want to do this and you feel like you can't because you don't know, you don't have the experience, you don't have the connections, like all these things remain a mystery to you, I swear there's no way you can figure it out before you start. There is literally no way. Nobody does. And that's, that's kind of the other secret that becomes so real to you whenever you do this is nobody knows. No one has this like crystal ball or this handbook or enough experience to predict everything around the corner. It's so unpredictable. Like there has to be somebody who's the tip of that like icebreaker ship who's out there just paving the trail for the rest of us to follow behind. And we don't realize that that trail has been paved so thoroughly until we become the tip of that icebreaker ourselves and go, oh my gosh, who would have known that we have to fix that problem? Like. That's a problem, who knew? So I called this my failed business because it failed monetarily. It failed like as a business in, in business terms. But the lessons that I learned from it and the development that happened in me from it were like, I mean, I should pay for that. I should go to college and pay for the kind of understanding that I came away with after just less than a year of going after this thing. It's amazing. Now moving forward in the future, this is my business now. I want to be here to impart whatever I can to you. Whatever I've learned and mostly learned through pain and through attrition and through grief, I want you to be able to learn by watching a 10 minute video. I want you to have all the takeaways as fast as possible. Your personal finances, especially with investing, with managing your world of your own finances, everyone is in the business of managing their own money. That's what I want you to be so comfortable in that it's not automatic, but it's close. It's to the point where you go, I'm rock solid at this. This is a foundation that I can take and lay for the security of me and my family. And then whatever endeavor that you wanna do from that, that's your jumping off point, that you have that kind of set up. I hope that you find value in this. If you do find value in this, invest in the like button because that helps YouTube to tell other people that this was a, a video worth watching. And if you've made it this far, you're probably related to me or a good friend of mine because this has been a long video. So I apologize for anyone else watching. That's been the basic summary of my failed business, if you wanna call it failed. My takeaways, my learnings were definitely worth it. It was worth the stress and the strife and the teeny tiny amount of money that I made. Completely worth it for the education that I got and the respect that I now have for any entrepreneur who's out there. Thank you for watching. I appreciate you if you've made it this far. Let's keep growing together. Let's keep figuring things out together. I'll see you on the next one. Bye.